Welcome back to the fifth episode on the podcast. Today I'm joined by another incredible guest, Deirdre Maguire. Deirdre is a mind wellness specialist. Essentially, she helps you find internal peace. Deirdre is someone that's very close to my heart as I met her back in 2021 at probably my lowest point, which we talked about in the first episode. Today we talk about that story of mine, Deirdre's story up to now, and then essentially on that journey, how to find internal peace. If you want to know more about Deirdre, you can get her on Instagram at deirdre.mcguire, and you can also check out her website, www.deirdremcguire.com. Deirdre, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. It's brilliant to see you again. So I think you've been on quite a few podcasts now. You've, you've People maybe heard about who you are, but for anyone that hasn't, who's Deirdre McGuire? Huh. Well, I my elevator pitch is I am a life coach, author and mind wellness specialist. I am creator and founder of the Stress Solution System and uh, I help people get happier. I show them how to see them change the patterns of thinking that are blocking their emotional intelligence and blinding them from who they really are. That's perfect. Uh, that would go on Dragon's Den, that there. <laughs> <laughs> it's much better than just like, I help people. You know, it's really makes it clear. And it's a big topic like, happiness you know I had a few different guests on before and talking about purpose and you know meaning but in, in your terms what makes the difference between someone that is happy and unhappy there's so many different things but in your avenue you feel like what's the difference between someone that's happy and unhappy well I would describe happiness almost as a mood mm. you know sometimes you're happy you know things are going well mm. it, happiness is like the the tide it ebbs and it flows and you can be happier some days than others but what is driving me or what I seek for myself and seek to help others find in themselves is peace Mm. you know a level of contentment you know as I say often what's wrong is always available Mm. there's always something wrong and there will always be something wrong so sometimes you will be happier than others and but if you can have a resting heart rate you know the way you're the you're the expert you're resting heart rate (laughs) so if your resting mindset is one of contentment Mm. then that's what works for me you can have you know i've been high you know the high high it's really it can be draining as well it can be exhausting and yes. you know it's it's important to check in with yourself is like i talked about stress before stress is not always bad it's stress can be living on adrenaline and living on cloud nine and you can tire yourself out from that too mm-hmm. so it's uh, peace that was a big one that you yeah. said it's, it's, yeah. it's searching for peace not searching for happiness well it's accessing peace yeah. you're not searching for it yeah yeah you're perfect, not actually perfect. searching for it although we were never taught any yeah, of this yeah. we know this now uh you're actually accessing the peace that is already inside you mm. and when you cultivate the skills that are necessary 
to to get that going on a day-to-day basis in your life then you've got a good quality of life you know mm. that's why i say like i've never been older never fitter and never happier yeah because i know that happiness peace that you know the inner sanctum uh, is you know it's a skill and that yeah, you can learn skill. it yeah you know so it's practice practice it's the boring thing yeah the rap sessions yeah you get to do it all over again every day and you can either think well you know oh god another day or you can think i'm blessed that i'm here or i'm glad that i'm here or i'm lucky that i'm here or i'm happy that i'm here but if you don't feel that that's okay too it's not your fault Mm. it's not your fault if you don't feel like that that's beautiful but it is an opportunity for you that's what our work is about mm. you know we were talking before we come on here why are we actually doing this yeah. why are we doing it What's well we're the... doing it because we're fired up with enthusiasm because we want the world to know mm. that there's another way there's another way yeah. there is another way i was you know i was i was reading uh, one of your posts about your surname yeah about yeah. gad and it's yeah. such a beautiful name yeah. And but I remember the first time I heard it, and I thought, "God, now what is that? Where what? Yeah, what is it? it? You know." And I was thinking about you yesterday because <sighs> I was out, um, I was out running <clears throat> um, with the CrossFit uh, community that I belong yeah. to. Never fitter, and they're yeah, and they're getting ready for um, Christmas cracker. Yeah. So I was running with this girl, and she was describing a situation that she has around her son, and he's. 12 or 13 and he's tortured mm. and you know that one where Absolutely. he he's he's beautiful he's stunning he's actually very good looking and he's swarthy so that's an opportunity to be bullied yeah yeah you know because his skin is a different color yeah. and and he's just swarthy yeah. you know he he's very good looking but he doesn't see it as that yeah. at the minute because he's being pulled for it he sees uh, it as the negative and not the the beauty that it is because he's not the, the same but we're trained to be the same yeah if you're the same you you're you know get in line wear the same clothes face the same direction sit in a row go by the bell when the bell rings move where we're do we taught, learn that <laughs> we went to the same school <laughs> um yeah so obviously i think you touched on a wee bit there like never fitter never happier never older mm so what's your life been like up to now like it's been a big journey we can talk for hours on that but a synopsis Mm -hmm. um, your mind wellness expert where did that start like where did you get into this work it's it's a deep story that we could go well um basically 22 years ago now 22 years ago my father took his own life Mm -hmm. and uh, he was a successful businessman he had a wife who loved him. He had children who loved him. I'm the eldest of five. He had, you know, five or six grandchildren at that point before he died. There more have been born since. And, um, but, you know, on the inside, he had hurts and pains from the past. So in the end, a tortured soul, he went with the only option left to him and he took his own life. And um, the situation was that um, to put me into context with him, um, 
my parents uh, were working class people, started with nothing, with aspirations for something more. And they were great workers. And they started a couple of different businesses. And with nothing, my father was the first 24-hour taxi service in Newcastle. Uh, he would give anything a go because he wanted to better himself. Yeah. But in retrospect, I believe he wanted out of the pain mm. that he was in. His father had left when he was 12 and he adored his father. He had left and gone to England. And um, so he had lots of hurts and pains. And so if you can imagine that they were, uh, you know, great workers, um, very enthusiastic, uh, very driven, very motivated. And so, and there's five of us mm. land in. And uh, um, I was not um, particularly confident and I was not particularly clever, but surprise, surprise, I passed the 11 plus. Yeah. And that changed the direction of my life where they wanted the best for me. So they sent me to boarding school and uh, in Kilkeel. And so it was 14 miles from home. And there were, in my year in school, there were 12 people past 11 plus. There were 10 of them went to Kilkeel and I was the only boarder. So there were 10 people in my class who were going home every evening and I was in school. Yeah. So that set me up for a certain... Um, way of being in the world and it wasn't very confident I wasn't very um, I wasn't very good and I was always judged you know there were reports and there were places in class first, second, third, fourth, fifth and that's okay if you're first, second, third, fourth or fifth <laughs> but when if you're 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 I really felt like a failure you So start to, start to create a story in your head you start to get that repetition as we said but of the of maybe what's not so positive as I'm the failure, I'm the failure, I'm the failure. Yeah. Start to make that repetition of the negative story. Yeah. So the system's the same. Yeah. The body, the mind body system is the same. So it's just whatever you drop into it, mm -hmm. you know, it will always produce a result. Yeah. So this is what, you know, I say to clients, you're not broken. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with you. You're just producing a result that you don't want. Yeah. So the result is based on the downloads, whatever's been put into it. So um, I believe that I was not good enough. I wasn't clever enough. No matter how hard I worked, um, I just wasn't good enough. Yeah. And it's all compounded. And then you build an identity and you think, well, I'm dairy and I'm a failure. Yeah. And so then best coping skills, um, drinking, partying, uh, you know, I smoked, I tried to make sense of the world but yeah. not feeling very good at anything i didn't do very well in my exams i had to i repeated my exams and then i did them again i did my levels three times i may be the only person in the world who did them three times yeah. so 20 years of age in a school uniform um and then i subsequently did go to um, university i got in to korean NUU, New University of Ulster it was then and those I could say were some of the happiest days of my life I had four oh. years there and I absolutely loved every moment of it I loved my independence I went to America every summer I was living in the troubles so getting to America was like getting to Disneyland yeah. and the gap between what was available in America and what was available here was quite wide, mm. it has narrowed now but I just thought it was great and I wanted um, 
Hollywood. One stage I wanted to be an actress, uh, to go to Hollywood. Then I wanted to be a teacher. And so I got my teaching qualifications, but I didn't really like teaching very much. Mm-hmm. Um, the situation was kind of like, I had trained at NUU, so I was a Catholic who had trained in a non-Catholic uh, institution. So it was very different back then, wasn't yes, it? Yes, so anybody from St Mary's was going to get a job before me, mm-hmm. um, or St Joe's, you know. And uh, so the Catholics didn't want me because I wasn't trained in St Mary's, and the Protestants didn't want me because... I was a Catholic, so it was kind of, but it was great because <laughs> it, set you end, on your path. it set me on my path. So I um, was just bobbing along. I would really yeah. describe myself as like a cork mm. on the water, bobbing along. I had no real direction. I had no sense of personal value. Yeah. I was looking for something to sort it for me, yeah. whether it be a job, uh, an adventure, even a husband, you know, I, yeah. I met my husband and a lovely, lovely guy and got married when I was 31. I was married for seven years. And then I really wasn't very happy. Mm. And it was nothing to do with him or even the circumstances. It was my incapacity to be at peace. Yeah. It, it wasn't to do I with often, him. It wasn't to do with your job. It was within you. You know, I often say if God Himself had come down yeah. and said, Deirdre, I want to marry you, I would have said, Well, hold on till I think about it. You know, I didn't, I had no capacity for inner peace. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, and what, what, what was that? Or was that the conditioning up to that point, you know, through school, the boarding school? Was that your conditioning that you couldn't find the peace, or yeah. what was that? Well, and my home circumstances. Yeah. I mean, my parents had. You know, this is what I say to clients, you know, we are perfect. A child is perfect, but we come into an imperfect world. Yeah. And when I, I say I, when I say imperfect, <laughs> I don't mean it's not judgmental yeah. of the parents because the parents are doing the best they can with what they have. They can only give you what they have. Exactly. You know, and, you know, as and you remember me saying know this, you know, well. if, if your father or mother was that they were sitting in the chair I would be saying the same thing to them. You know, let's put ourselves into context. It's like coming into their world. It's like walking in to the middle of a movie. You're going, well, who are the characters here? Well, he, you know, he's the eldest of four and his father left. So he he's trying to make his way in the world and he's angry and afraid and doesn't trust the world. Uh, She is the eldest of 10. Her mother was pregnant with her and she wants to educate herself, but she can't because her parents um, can't afford. So she has to stay at home and look after the children. So those, that, that's a description of my parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you put, then I land in <laughs> and you look around and go, okay, so this is how it is. You start to learn. You know, that, that and you really do take on, I can remember where I was sitting I was sitting in the back of my father's van, right? So they had a, a furniture shop and my father delivered the furniture. My mother sold it, my father delivered it. And I remember coming home from St. Louis and I'm in the St. Louis uniform mm-hmm. and I'm sitting in the back of the van with my grandmother and I am speaking differently. Yeah. Okay, because I have just spent 
you know, two months. We only got home every couple of months. So I had just spent two months in the company of people that, the kind of people I wasn't normally used to being with. And so I was trying to adapt to that and fit in there. So when I came home, I was speaking quite poshly. And I remember my grandmother saying to me, Deirdre, we're so proud of you. You're, it's amazing who you are as me and something like that and I remembered the thought you know downloading that thought I'll try and please you yeah, yeah, yeah. because my parents worked so hard my, you know, and we weren't like the people I was with yeah. we weren't and uh, you know I remember there used to be events on at the school and all the cars would pull up, you know, the Mercedes. And, and my father and mother would come in, in a, a wee post office van. It was like a wee post office <laughs> I van. I know that very well. <laughs> and I remember feeling, at the same time, so delighted to see them. I can I have a picture in my mind of my mother's face. And her. she had this white hat on. And how much I loved her. And right alongside that the discomfort, the shame, mm. the embarrassment yeah. that we weren't good enough. We just were not as good as the rest of the people in the school yeah. and and I wasn't good enough. And I even remember the mistress, the headmistress saying to my mother, we try to be select in our pupils here, mm. Mrs. Maguire. And um, I had done something wrong yeah. and uh, they phoned my mother and my parents were up like a shot to apologize for my behavior and like it was insanity so it's like looking at that like to to get a broader view for someone that maybe doesn't understand as much we we come into an imperfect world Mm -hmm. as a perfect being yes we're the diamond yes and you start to take that on it downloads it's conditioning and you start to paint this picture of being not good enough not not is that right yeah when you think that you see you're in the vulnerable position and if you'll you'll remember when i tell you this yeah, but if I'm you sure can imagine 12 foot giants yeah, yeah. you remember me no. saying that to you you know never forget it if you put yourself into context a baby coming into the world like my our mutual friend my nephew mark toner mark toner and leah have just given birth to a beautiful little girl reva now imagine her looking at Mark, these 12 foot yeah, giants. Yeah. Like you're, the ceiling of this room is only eight feet. Yeah. So they've, they've worked it out and calculated it. Oh, yeah. 12 foot giants. So, okay, so I need them. They feed me, they give me shelter, they take care of me, and they are more powerful. They're perfect as such. They are more powerful. So who's right? If something happens, who's right? It mm. has to be them. If something goes on that's not right, you know, quite I deal a lot with sexual abuse. Yeah. And this is what happens. We, the person who is being abused, even though logically you would say, well, they shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. You're right and they're wrong. No, that's not how the mind works at that point. Because at that point, they have all the power they are right. So whatever goes on, it's me that's wrong. Mm-hmm. So we we make ourselves wrong. Yeah. And that's, is that the, that years of like the child years or does that happen all our lives? Like we say not to seven is those learning mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. Does that 
cut off or does that carry on? I personally believe it goes on for a lot longer than that. I know my personal experience. I mean, I suppose the the stage is set. Yeah, the stage is set. The stage is set, not to seven. And then we just build on it. Yeah. And it's just, and it compounds, Mm -hmm. really. Yeah. And then, but the good news is you can change it. It takes work. Uh, It takes a dismantling of those old, antiquated belief systems that you know um that you have downloaded and i use the analogy of the you know your phone yeah and every phone comes with factory settings Mm. but we download our own apps so if you lifted my phone you would hardly recognize you're going how do you use this now hold on even though you have the same phone yeah because we all have different apps my downloads are different to yours yes so we all we, we come into the world as a brand new iphone Yes. Start to download. Exactly. I'm just trying to make it easy and understandable terms. <laughs> I think that's very easy to understand. So now, yeah. so you've got the I'm not good enough app. Well, yeah. I see that. And I see the I'm definitely not as good as my sister uh-huh. app. And, um, you know, my mother doesn't really love me app. And, um, you know, I'm making this up. Yeah, uh, sure. But uh um which one did i i downloaded that i am uh, responsible i'm the eldest yeah so i i'm the caretaker i t- i take care of everybody and um, which i'm still doing it's a mm. it's a form of it to this day but you know i've i've manipulated it now in a healthy way mm-hmm. but before that caretaking I take care of everybody. I'm responsible. Mm-hmm. You know, I work with people who say, um, I was speaking to a man at the weekend and his father died when he was 10. So he took on his download. Mm-hmm. The app that he downloaded then is that I'm, I'm the carer. I'm the carer. I'm the surrogate spouse yeah. to my mother and I'm the surrogate father to my brothers and sisters. Yeah. So when you... It's, I think it's so it's fascinating. It's absolutely beautiful. It's just taking me right back to, to when we did the work. Like, uh-huh. And obviously we'll, we'll talk about that. Like, I came to you with these downloads mm-hmm. back in February 2021. I came to you with all these downloads and the outcome was depression, but it, it wasn't, that was the effect, not the cause. Yes. So I came to you with these downloads of, I'm, I, see, I see him, I'm not good enough. Uh, I don't fit in. Oh yeah, um, that's a big one. Yeah. I don't belong. I'm not wanted. I'm not loved. What am I doing here? I have no purpose. These are all these apps that I had. Yeah. You you come in and help me change that software. Yes. Do you want to talk about that? Uh, <laughs> so I, I'm curious. How did you find me? I was. I uh, yeah, I was in a very dark time. Started January, twenty twenty one it's through Mark Toner that was right it was on the podcast oh is that right that's how exactly what happened I listened to uh, the podcast and I was like I, I need to see this lady I, I okay. just knew and I contacted you um, and I think I'd between he listened to you and working with you it was quite a short space of time about a month maybe because uh, I just knew this was the right step mm-hmm. that did a lot for me that really helped me yeah one understand this yes you know I, I always say awareness is the first step to change um absolutely you know and then the empowerment that you can change so i think yeah. you've uh, i think you've steps don't you <laughs> well yes i i ha- i have 12 steps but yeah. what what i say 
you know, I do talks and all kinds of different things. And what I will say is when you understand how and why, the what gets mm. easier. Yeah. When you understand how and why you are doing what you're currently doing, when you're producing the result you are currently producing, the the what you need to do to change it yeah. gets easier because it makes sense. Yeah. So that's why the analogy of the phone and the apps makes sense. You're you're the latest iPhone. Yeah. You are incredible. They have, you know, you're amazing. You're incredible. As I say, you're a diamond. But you just have some dodgy downloads. Mm-hmm. And they're stopping, they're slowing you know your way of being in the world because they're clogging up your system and when we offload them get them off delete do you need that no i don't need that one at all delete it do you know that feeling when you ever do that go go through your phone and clean out stuff right so (laughs) it's that feeling that you actually clean it out and now oh it's quick we're on on target you're on task, we're online, we're back we're online, back online. we're yeah. back online. So I see that that our job it, from a from different aspects is actually about bringing people back online. Mm-hmm. And the key components are physical health and mental health. Physical yeah. health, mental health, emotional There's health. all them downloads, the, the stories that that causes a massive stress response, you know. Mm-hmm. So you're the stress solution system. That's so, right. Like those, those are a massive stressor. Thinking I'm not good enough, I don't fit in. It's a massive stressor not fitting in. So you come to, I came to you very stressed, very mm-hmm. unhappy. Mm-hmm. And again, that's just the 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 effect of the the way of thinking and the the downloads that I've taken on. So taking ourselves back a few years. I come to your house, mm-hmm. I sit in the hot seat mm-hmm. and we start going into our first session. Mm-hmm. I remember you made me write a top 10 trauma list, yeah, which I still have today because it's beautiful to look at and see that I've overcame them all. Yeah. Um, so how does that, how does the session look like to, to work through my downloads? So what... Uh... The first thing is is actually before that is actually when you actually make the call. Yeah. That's the hardest thing. Yeah. And as soon as this is what I say to, without exception, yeah, whether you text me or you phone me or we bump into each other or whatever, whatever, I say, well done you, mm-hmm. congratulations, well done you. That's the hardest thing you'll ever have to do. Mm-hmm. It really is. No matter, you know, other stuff happens, but when when you make that decision that you want something else and that you're prepared to take the action to get it you know the lowest point is the turning point Mm. it it always feels like the lowest and i know when you're standing at my door and you're like oh god what am i doing here kind of thing nobody comes you know just you know thinking oh well sure we'll go and see what the crack is here people come because there there is nowhere else yeah they've run out of road do you think it's that element that people say it's like it's the the pain mm-hmm. has got too great. It's yeah. the the pain of staying the same yep. is worse than the pain of change. Exactly. You know, people, people stay in that painful experience for years because the thought of changing is even harder. And some people die. Yeah. Some people mm-hmm. never change. Mm-hmm. Some people never get to that point. Mm-hmm. You know, they surrender, and you know, 
in and live lives of quiet desperation. So what, what makes someone change? Is it getting so desperate? Yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. the bottom. I think there's a synchronicity to life and that's why no matter who sits in my chair I always I smile inside to myself and think there is a divine synchronicity here and the person who's in the chair is the one that's supposed to be in it we all know the ones we want to be in the chair (laughs) I wish she would go and get herself sorted I wish he would go and get himself sorted but that's not how it works Mm. Um, so the people who are in the chair are the people who are supposed to be there Mm. and I honour that Um, so in answer to your question um, I will say well done good man good woman you got here right and then you know this you come into my kitchen it's not a a therapist's office no it's it's very relaxed it makes you feel at ease yeah Yeah. it's very deliberate I have a beautiful home and uh, the the kitchen has floor to ceiling glass and it looks out over the Mourne Mountains and it's really beautiful but it wasn't consciously done at the time Mm -hmm. But now uh, perfect. it's perfect uh, that we, we are so frightened. We've been so frightened by life and it can show up in so many different ways. It shows up as anger mm-hmm. or defense or um, um, so debilitated. You can be so debilitated. It can show up as physical illness. Yeah. You know, so. you can't sleep or you've got some kind of, you know, physical um, malfunction. Yep. And that is the mind expressing itself through the body. So. And uh, so it shows up in a whole lot of different ways. And uh, there are many, many reasons that people come. But the, co- the, the source, the core of it is always the same. Yeah. There's something wrong with me. Yeah. And it's me. Yeah. It's not it. You know, people you know I was studying this last night people we think from the outside in and what we need to do is think from the inside out Mm. and when you when you take care of the inside the outside's not so important Mm -hmm. I mean today is a really stormy day here in in Ireland I didn't know whether you'd make it (laughs) and uh, but you know there there's it's clouds and sun You, you would be forgiven for thinking the sun had gone away but the sun is always there. Mm. The sun never leaves. The sun is the constant. You are the constant. You are amazing. You're incredible. You're life. You are life. Yeah. You're actually life. That's what you are. You know, um, I was giving a talk the other day at Linwood's and uh, at the end of it, I was just saying to them, you know, when, when all the sperm were swimming towards the egg, you won. Yeah. And I, I remember saying that to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. You sure. know, you won. Own your, you know, winnership. I don't know if that's a word. <laughs> you know, own that and start to own it and build on it. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it can be tiny. You know, it can be minuscule. It can be, but it's there. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you wouldn't be out the door. You wouldn't be wanting something else. I often say that, you know, I've thought a lot about my father's suicide. And the reason that I believe that people do that is because of their awareness that there is something else. Right. They think it's, you would think it's because they thought there's nothing else. It's not. It's because of their awareness of who they really are and they can't get to it. Does that make sense? Yeah, they can't yeah. get to it. 
you can't see what you don't know is there. Yeah. You know? So, you know, it is there, but it, that's the pain. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, I was thinking about this the other day. I remember a nun in school um, and we were debating about God. And I said, I don't, there's no God. I, I, I don't, I challenge it. You know, I was yeah, doing yeah. my challenge. I think <laughs> I was about 14. And she said to me, I never forgot it. She said to me, have you ever seen perfection? Have you ever seen perfection? It's perfect. And I said, well, I've looked at the, you know, the mountains of Morin or I've looked at the, um, you know, I've been in Hawaii and I've seen a Hawaiian sunset or um, the Grand Canyon. I remember looking at the Grand Canyon and she said to me, but do you th- is it perfect? And I went, well, it's not perfect, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And she said, well, so where's you, where did you get your idea of perfection from hmm. if you've never seen it? Yeah. That changed it for me. Yeah. That's, where have you gotten your idea of perfection from if you have never seen it? Hmm. I mean, you could even say, you know, I love Lisa Jane. I'm in love with it and it's per- she's perfect. Is that perfect is it perfect 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 so where is the idea of perfection coming from and that is the god in you and call it whatever you like call it life call it yeah god the word god can be misunderstood totally misunderstood and we have such chances with it because when i was growing up certainly the god of my childhood was a a very angry god and he would send you to hell and forever and if you were a good girl you got into heaven if you're a bad girl you went to hell and yeah. so he was very cross and angry and so so whatever you choose to call that thing that's inside you that is your life force that's you know what we're seeking and that's what we're both driven to share with others that's what I believe anyway yeah 100% yeah so like Again, I, I came to you with this vision of myself, this this download of all these different stories. But I think the effects are different than the causes. The effects was I was I was a big binge eater, you know, mm-hmm. I was uh mm-hmm. I was seeking validation, I was all this different sort of maybe you'd probably call addictions and yeah. so I would we, call them coping skills. Coping skills, yeah. So coping skills and coping um, skills is a good word. It's the yeah. way you've learned. You were good at it. It's the way you've learned. You were good yeah, at binging. I was, I was very good at it. <laughs> so talk to me about coping skills. Like yeah. That's people's way of dealing with it. If they didn't have it, yeah. it'd probably be a whole lot worse. Yeah. So it's it's it solves of, a problem. Think, yeah, I think a lot of people come at it. We need to solve this uh, coping, this, this binge eating, but that's just the effect. No, so, that, that's the symptom. You, yeah, the that's symptom, the symptom. That's the word. Yeah, you ask, you know, people like again, you know, my father, towards the end of his life, he was he was, you know, drinking, yeah. and his his drinking was, you know, out of control mm-hmm. for him, and uh, everyone's trying to everyone's trying to fix the drinking, aren't they? They're yeah. trying to, you know, cure the addiction. Yes, but it's it's not. That's so I, I, my journey back at that point was to get into twelve step recovery. So, yeah. um, I couldn't 
fix my father. So part of my story was that um, I surrendered to, I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't sort him out, couldn't fix him. So I surrendered and said, okay, I'll, I was in so much pain. I'll go to 12 step recovery and go to an adult child um, of alcoholics, ACOA, an adult child of alcoholics um, meeting and it was on the Armour Road. And um, it absolutely saved my life. Yeah. I, I don't know where I would have been. I couldn't cope any longer. I was 40 odd years of age. I loved my father. I worked with him every day. Mm. At that point, I was working in the family business. And uh, I um, I couldn't do this anymore. So I surrendered to 12-step recovery and I went in there. And thank God I did. That I met people who knew the pain that I was in. Because the biggest thing is coming out of hiding mm-hmm. is coming out of that shame i'm small i'm insignificant i've been beaten down by life i have been bullied i have been my beliefs my toxic beliefs about myself are so strong mm-hmm. that i am almost dead yeah. really you know i might be breathing and functioning but i'm not living you know and so if whatever gets you out of that and sometimes it's it's alcohol yeah it's food it's sex it's it's fitness yeah 100% uh-huh. fitness um i've done them all and uh, so it solves a problem mm. so if the, it, solving the problem does it give you a a feeling cuz you don't feel inside like what is the how does it solve the problem is it a dopamine fix is it a how does it solve well, depend. It, it's a, it's it numbs out the pain. Mm, numbs the pain. You know, I was sitting on Friday night, and or Saturday. It was Saturday night. I was at home. I was on my own, and um, my little ritual on at the weekend is that I will buy um, sourdough pizza, vegetarian sourdough pizza on a Friday night, and I will eat half of it on Friday night, and I eat the other <laughs> half on Saturday so night, <laughs> and I get a bar of chocolate, and I enjoy that, and I. I could sense that there was something else going on on Saturday. Yeah. I felt quite vulnerable and I was in the fridge looking for something. Yeah. And I thought, no, no, what, what, is, go- what mm. is actually going on here? What problem is the fridge solving? Yeah. Okay, so the fridge is the effect, the food is the effect, the food is the symptom. What problem is that solving? Yeah. And I felt the loneliness mm. of of and I I'm, I'm I was alone and I'm not lots of times when I'm alone I love it, <laughs> but this was different. This was I feel lonely. I I would like company. Yeah. I would like to be able to share part of my life with mm. someone. I currently I'm single, and uh, I would like that. And I really felt it. But the difference is that, and I'm happy to say I'm taking action on it. I'm, Good. you know, I'm active and I've got Good. my, you know, singledom project on the go. <laughs> I've got a date Amazing. this week and I'm doing all that. Good on you. So the difference is that I allow myself to feel the feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the big one. Not numb them, eat them, work them, but allow them to be here. And this is what I will say to people: just. We're not going to change them. We're not going to solve them. But we are just allowing them to be. pushing it away. Yes. Just to be here. I feel lonely. And allow that loneliness feeling to be there. And what you will find is that if you allow it to be there, it will pass. Yeah. 
you don't the fridge is not going to solve it yeah and if the fridge solves it for a wee while that's okay come too. back again <laughs> yeah but when when it gets out of hand and your life isn't the way you want it i mean i have a goal that of of a level of fitness that i want for myself and i'm very happy to report that it's my normal now you know yeah. i go to crossfit four times a week and yeah um and now i've actually realized that i'm actually doing it five times because on a sunday we're where we meet up and the ones who are doing the christmas cracker who are training for that they do a hard run now okay i don't well, think you shared your age yet though <laughs> <laughs> i know 67 i know absolutely fine i know it is funny i know uh, we i have um we have a whatsapp group and uh, this is a shout out to damien mcgrady who uh he and kieran walsh um organize the yeah. and neil toner i have to say him too and you, know, you can't leave anybody out jason <laughs> uh, jason so Keep they're all coming. involved in it but uh, damien uh, he tracks the routes for us and decides them yeah. decides on what they are and uh and they have, uh, you know, man of the match or woman of the match or person of the match or whatever. And last week we were not running. We were, myself and another couple of other girls were walking and then we decided to run. So uh, I really, really loved it. Of course, I mean, back in the day I did run three marathons huh. and uh, in an attempt to make sense of my life. But anyway, he... Uh, I was, I ran and I was very proud of myself the way I ran. I was absolutely punctured, mm -hmm. but I really enjoyed it and uh, ended up at the top of sleeve, or at sleeve in a slot, you know, where you yeah, can yeah. see, oh, it's beautiful. beautiful and uh, so I got commended. I was woman of the week or whatever they call <laughs> it. And it really moved me. Um, you know, Damien said in his 10 years in CrossFit, he had never seen anything like this, you know, and what it was just really lovely to be acknowledged mm. um, by the, the people in CrossFit. But this is my new normal. Mm -hmm. And that's the difference. You know, the more we do this. Yeah, I think that's the big piece. The repetitions. The repetition makes it normal. Mm -hmm. And that's what people don't want that's that's why you have a PT. Yeah. That's why you have somebody like me. That's why you need support. Yeah. You know, I'm actually in the process of signing up to support for myself mm. because I really realised that I need a good coach has a coach. Every good coach has a good coach. I couldn't agree with that anymore. I absolutely, you know, and I've been trying to do it on my own and the very thing that I'm saying to other people I think you, it's that sorry to, I think it's that vulnerability again, isn't it? It's like I'm supposed to be the the brilliant coach, yeah, and being vulnerable to hire a coach. It's it's hard, but it's it's a brilliant step. But it's that vulnerability, isn't it? It absolutely is, and I'm actually very excited about it now mm -hmm. uh, because it's been something I've been looking for for a long time, and yeah. I have searched and couldn't find anybody. Mm. But here's the thing like what we were talking about before we came on air set your intention yeah set your emotional sat nav set your gps mm -hmm. what do i want you know if you and i you know and i've used this before with you if you and i go out and get into the car and i say where do you want to go yeah 
and you say, Daddy, I don't care. Wherever you go, you go. You choose. And I go, well, I don't know. Where do you want to go? Yeah. I don't I can't know. Go I anywhere. Mean, we can't, yeah, I'll go anywhere. Yeah. But we cannot actually, li- no somebody has to make a decision yeah. about what the destination is. Mm-hmm. And that's the key. Yeah. When you set your intention, when you say, this is what I want, and it's big and I'm scared won't be able to do it because all the dud apps are going to show up. Yeah. You know, all the all the reasons why. And when you think about it, all you ever, the reason you wanted to fit in, the reason you wanted to fit in, Ben, was only because that's what the way you were trained. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you thought, well, this is how you do it. This is how yeah. you do success. Yeah. Everybody's the same. I think I learned like it's wrong to be different. You know, it was the gad. It was the move from different uh, towns. It was like, you know, I got I got bullied for 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 being different. So then I learned the software is it's not okay to be different. I need to fit in. Yeah. And you know, it's always a constant journey that still shows up sometimes in oh, life. Oh yeah. And it always well, I think that's the big part I want to really like lean into is it's it's very easy to search for a, a quick fix yes but this is repetition it's repetition i think like you really really helped me a lot but then i think i thought that was it you know i thought that yes. was me fixed um, yes and then it's like you need to keep doing the work you need yeah. to keep putting the reps in on the as you do in the gym as you do with yeah. anything else you keep doing the reps in your mind and it's a it's an ongoing process that's so hard to to sit with that reality but it's, it's well there are two ending. things there's a payoff yeah you will get the payoff oh yeah yeah I, I have a lot more peace than I ever used to and that's, yes. that's the payoff yes I'm, I'm at peace with myself yes but you know you said about food and like the other day it was like 100% I was like I was looking for a chocolate bar as well and you know could have sat with myself what's this feeling but still give in to the chocolate you know yeah. it's uh-huh. the i think it was the if i sit and ask myself what's underlying that it's still creeping in not good enough because that software's still there but just not as strong well if you if you can make your vision of what you want bigger than the immediate payoff that you get the short-term payoff you get yeah. from the chocolate but there's two things and we both know this eat the chocolate exactly if you don't want to <laughs> exactly. you know i eat my chocolate yeah. and uh I enjoy it, mm-hmm. and but though, funny enough, last night I was thinking I want to do less of that. So what I and yeah. what I'm what is actually happening is that the chocolate lasts longer. I yeah. eat less yeah. of it 100%. because I am actually more mindful. Yeah, you you're know? not not eating it to numb all the time. You're That's eating right. it to enjoy it. Exactly. You know, and it's like allowing yourself that enjoyment versus feeling guilty because of you know eat it to numb yourself. So it's a it's a I think there's a good quote. It's like we're never balanced. We're always balancing. You know, it's balancing act That's between like, like balancing act between like enjoyment versus when am I doing this to numb? Yeah, so it's self awareness, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and, and and you really do know the difference. Yeah, hundred percent. You do know the difference when yeah. you are actually I. I, I want to numb now, and that's when I find the biggest difference. Yeah. Where I will, I know when I want to numb. And I and that's when I won't do it. I yeah. won't do it because I'm conscious that I want to numb. Yeah. Other times it's so subconscious, it's so below consciousness that you just you nearly have it in you and you yeah. don't even know what happened there. Yeah. So 
the work is about you know finding out how to make the subconscious the yeah. below consciousness yeah. conscious so that you can be aware of it and that's why you need yeah. somebody else yeah because you, you can't see can't your own shit yeah. <laughs> the, the blind spot yes <laughs> i think like yeah. we talked obviously about um you said that that word subconscious there mm. you have an amazing analogy the golf ball and the football field okay i think that's a really good way of making it understandable like cause subconscious conscious it's quite hard to understand if you're not so, in this work yeah so you're i want to achieve this i my goals it's that conscious mind but your subconscious is so much more powerful so maybe you can give that analogy to that I, um, so if you can imagine you're if you're listening to this and imagine your local playing field okay and then notice the goalpost. Yeah. And on the goalpost, you place a golf ball. Okay. Pretty small in comparison. So now the golf ball represents your conscious mind and the entire playing field represents your subconscious mind. So consciously, golf ball, you want to write a book. Consciously, I want to write a book. Subconsciously, whole playing field, there are hurts and pains and memories of being rejected and red marks on exercise books and being laughed at when you were reading out and all kinds of things in there. And that is the, those are the subconscious memories. But it's important to understand that the reason you keep those is because it's trying, your mind is trying to keep you safe. It's saying, well, you never want to be humiliated the way you were the day the teacher, you know, put a big red mark on your book. Remember how painful that was. You don't want to experience that again. So you may not have a conscious memory of the teacher saying that to you at the time, but let me tell you, it's in there. And, um, you know, I I liken the, um, the conscious, the unconscious mind to a black box recorder. Mm. I call it the black box recorder, which is the black box recorder of an aeroplane that records everything and keeps it for safety. And so all those experiences, your 11 plus experience, your I'm not as good as my sister experience, or I'm not as good as my brother experience, or, um, you know, I didn't get picked for the school team, or I I wasn't athletic and I was always last. Yeah. when they were choosing them. I mean, that was an awful thing. And um, so all those references yeah, are, are memories and they're stored in the black box recorder to keep you safe. And attached to the black box recorder, there is an alarm. And the alarm goes off to warn you if anything that's in the black box recorder <laughs> is activated again. Yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. So you consciously triggers maybe would you or mm. yeah. you're you're um so say you want to write the book like as happened to me i i wanted to write a book consciously golf ball but no matter what i did i could never i, I there would always be something i never got to the book and the reason for that was because subconsciously unconsciously they both mean the same thing i had so many references yeah of failed exams, of being stupid in school, of never getting my, I always wanted my work read out and the teacher never read mine out. Mm. She read everybody else's, it seemed, 
but she didn't read mine. So I was downloading the belief, well, obviously you're not good enough, Deirdre. You're just not good enough. And um, so I had to undo that. Yeah. So the, that takes time. Well, the good news is that when you release those beliefs that you've downloaded and change them to, well, what if I could write a book? And it's not just as easy as that, but it can be done. That's the principle of what happens. Yeah. We change what we believe inside about ourselves. And when we change that, and there are many, many ways of doing that. Yeah. And it takes all of them mm-hmm. at times to remove the stubborn ones and install new ones. But it is doable. You and I are both evidence of yeah. that. Yeah. I mean... I remember you said on a podcast once, it was your words, it was all different forms of therapy or all just different ways of making you feel safe. Yeah. You know, whether it's, you know, massage, talking therapy, whatever, it's all different forms of making safety yeah. for your for your nervous your system. Your safety is your first call. Yeah. Your 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 nervous system is um wired for safety. Yeah. Survival, survival. first of all. Look at nature. Yeah. First call is safety and survival. So you may make some kind of changes. And I love this. You will love this analogy. Uh, um, I want you to imagine an elephant. Okay. So the ele- there's the elephant and the elephant's walking. And on the back of the elephant is an ant. So you, you so yeah. the ant is going that direction. Yeah. But the elephant is going this direction. Yeah. <laughs> so you may think you're making progress. Yeah. But the flipping elephant, you're the ant and the elephant's faster. going the, wrong, the other way. So the idea is to turn the ant around so yeah. that the ant and the elephant are both facing the same direction and then when you do that the ant actually has very little to do because the yeah. elephant's doing all the work and that's how easy it can be yeah. when you get to do this work but you yeah. must put in the hard yards mm-hmm. you must put in the repetition um, you must and how do you do that you surround yourself with like-minded people yeah. so you you uh, you know engage someone like you or like mm. me you invest yeah yeah you invest in yourself on that like i think it might be a bit repetitive on the subconscious conscious but obviously i'm a you know, personal trainer health coach i get a lot of people that want to lose weight mm-hmm. so the conscious decision i want to lose weight mm-hmm. but the subconscious is i shouldn't be losing weight it's it's safe to be the way i am you know i've got bullied for being overweight or something like that i've been i for a woman i'm uh i have been sexually abused so my body let me down Mm. so my body if i am attractive if i lose weight now consciously they don't know that that's powerful they don't know that if they lose weight they become attractive and if you're attractive bad things happen Mm -hmm. so let me be a slob wow. let me be fat let me hide in the fat i'm hiding in yeah. here that's mad. Uh, it's i've worked with a and lot of people uh, who yeah that, that, that body size is their armor you know exactly it's, it's nobody can get me you know yeah and but then there's also the flip side i see so some people it's it's the need to be seen you know if i'm big i will yeah. be seen I, you know yeah. i've been so small my whole childhood my parents didn't want me uh, maybe I was yep. adopted or something and now please see me. You yep. know. There are many, that's why everybody does it differently yeah. and you need to know, to yeah. come to an expert like yourself, like myself, to ask the right questions yeah. so that we can access not why you're doing it, 
How you're doing, How it. You're doing it. How yeah. are you doing that? Yeah. Okay, so this is what happened over here, mm. and this is what happened here. So I downloaded these beliefs. Yeah. So this is now how I yeah. perceive the world. Yeah. I see the world through the lens, the lens. of my limiting beliefs, yeah. and I'm protected here. Yeah. I never, I'll never forget that one. We don't see the world, we perceive the world. I heard that from you, obviously. Yeah. We've obviously talked a lot of, you know, people might get awareness now of different things. Is there any golden nuggets that they can do to make change? You know, we've talked about they have to get to rock bottom, but mm-hmm. is there any golden nuggets that they can make change in their life if they have these limiting beliefs or subconscious patterns, downloads? Well, the, the, the first, there are a couple of things that I would say, and one of them is, and I say this all the time to myself, and I say it to other people, the only thing you have to do is take the first next step. Yeah. That's all you can do. You can only take yeah. one step at a time. So if the first next step is getting in touch with you, getting in touch with me, if the first next step is listening to this podcast again yeah, yeah, and taking, yeah, notes, taking notes, if the first next step is, I, w- I want to hear more about this, I'm going to listen to the next podcast. Yeah, I'm going will, to listen to the more. podcast <laughs> every week. I'm going to listen to Ben's podcast every week. What you're actually if you can imagine you are a luxury liner. Do you ever see one of those? Have you ever been on a cruise? I actually haven't, but uh, it's, a, it's Have you ever seen one? Yeah. They are quite overwhelming when you yeah. stand at the dock and look at this thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, you are a luxury liner. Yeah. And we're getting you turned mm. so that you're changing the direction of your life. So it takes a wee bit of turning it takes a while it takes a wee while but all you have to do is start yeah the first next step so it may be listening to this podcast it may be getting in touch with someone it may be making a decision to change one thing i don't want you to change a whole lot because then you get overwhelmed and it doesn't work so say you know sometimes i say to my client do you make your bed yeah and they'll go no and quite often it is no it, it may not be, but quite often it is no, because people with low self-esteem, people with low self-value, yeah. don't make, they don't make, they find themselves, they just crawl out of bed. Yeah. I was that soldier yeah. in my time. You crawl out of bed and you're just navigating, you're surviving life, yeah. but I want you to change that. So I did this with a client recently and uh, I said, I want you to make your bed mm. for 30 days. For 30 days, make your bed every single day day for 30 days that's all you have to do track it you must track it because you we must see our progress it's it's building um that what would you say like pride in yourself it's building Mm -hmm. uh Mm -hmm. wins you know it's it's building that sort of yeah um proof yeah that you are you're actually building proof that you can do something it has to be easy we have to set the bar low so that you will get a sense of achievement i did that I actually, it might be, you know, I'm going to turn my phone off tonight at 10.30 instead of, some people don't turn the phones off at all. I, I discovered this recently. I was with a client. Yeah, yeah. And I said, if you can turn one. your phone off, she said, I'll just put it on silent. And I said, it's a huge one, I'll sense. ask you, she didn't know how to turn her phone off. Mm. She said, I never turned it off. I don't need, I don't know how to. And know one. that they are deliberately designed. So yeah. they are difficult to yeah, turn off. 100%. So what we're doing is something different. 
and the mind will get the message let me tell you and say I'll track it for 30 days I want to I want to make my bed and if you already do that do something else yeah, one step. of the things that I'd forgotten about this until recently uh, I used to t- I don't know if I told you but I used to tell people to brush their teeth with their other hand you did tell me that yeah, that was great <laughs> brush your teeth with your other hand for a week and notice it's weird it's awkward I can't do this how am I going to do this my teeth are not getting brushed properly notice all that discomfort because that's what change feels yeah, like yeah. and then you will notice that by the end of the week you're going you know someone if I lost my right arm I could brush my teeth yeah, with my left arm I'd get pretty well used to it I'm yeah pretty damn good at it yeah so what we're doing is asking you to really start to change yeah. and change is just unfamiliar mm. otherwise it wouldn't be change yeah change is just unfamiliar by its very nature change has to be unfamiliar awkward you're going to hit that stuff but know that and do it anyway yeah i want to do it anyway yeah. uh yeah so um take the first next step oh yeah and the last thing i would say is um you can tell i like to talk <laughs> because i'm passionate about this work but if i had only one breath left this is what i would say be nice to you wow be nice to yourself be kind to yourself if you add the whole bar of chocolate that's okay stop beating yourself up stop telling yourself you're this that and the other and be if you screw up i screwed up this morning i left my car keys in the bathroom i was at u105 at the radio station this morning and we had a whole discussion <laughs> about the car on the radio and when i went to get into my car i had no car keys and i thought okay but the difference is that instead of the inner dialogue being you silly bitch which used to be used to be mine i go now you wee pet you're okay because actually you were taking care of that child that's Mm. okay so you're okay let's go back in Uh, my immediate thought was you i thought i want to be on time for bed and i thought it's okay you've got time go back in and there was a guy standing with the keys Mm -hmm. at the reception he said and i said they're mine thank you very much um be nice to yourself yeah. and when, the more you do that the better you will get at being nice to you and then you will be more peaceful then the quality of your life will definitely improve Dude, that's absolutely beautiful be nice to yourself i think it's a good place to wrap it up mm-hmm. i am a big fan of sort of being at peace with where you're at but if you had to go back to something in your 20s my sort of age is there anything that you would tell yourself is that be nice to yourself or is there anything else you would tell yourself at that 20s stage of your life oh absolutely i would just say you are beautiful and i love you absolutely beautiful i love yeah. that mm-hmm. dearly we'll leave it there thank you so much and thank we will you. definitely get you on again thank you my love thank you so much for inviting me here today loved it loved it loved it brilliant